0: Welcome back to yet another sparkling edition of the uh, Thought Police, the podcast that everybody wants to hear it and is. that's getting out there, it's getting more and more uh, reaction. It is. Isn't now it? Uh, we finished off the last one by just talking about your trip briefly to the US of A, but yeah. you should tell us more about it. What were you doing there? So it was a um, what? It's a
1: thing called Newsgeist, which oh, yes. is something Google run, uh, and it's all about the future news. You know, it brings together. Well, they say, and I'll let the audience be their own judge, yeah. they say they bring together the brightest minds in journalism. Why well, wasn't I there? To discuss... Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was there in my tuxedo to surf Excellent. the drinks.
0: Yeah. But they,
1: um, there's about 150 people, and this one was in the States. They okay. do one in the States, they do one in Europe. And I've been to quite a few, and they are fabulous. Uh, it's a fabulous session, because you, you get to take a little bit of time yeah. out and actually think about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Which is something we don't have a lot of time... No, we don't. I mean, time
0: is the one thing we don't have. But it's so
1: important now because there's so many of the business models that propped up journalism in the past have just disappeared. So a lot of journalism is in a lot of trouble. Mm. And I don't know whether people appreciate, for instance, local journalism, which I'm very much involved in, is absolutely in the shit, you know, as a model because... What's happened is Facebook and Google yeah. have come along and they've completely changed the way people advertise. Yeah. The, the internet has come along and people have completely changed the way they read newspapers. Right. And... Idiots, us as an industry, gave them it free mm. from day one on on the internet, yeah. and now of course everybody thinks that's just a you know it's it's a. But if a, we had right. given
0: it away for free, do you then not no think, one would have read it? But no. do you not think that we would have been overtaken even quicker? Because Possibly in yeah. the end. Yeah, you know the the stuff that you can get for free on the internet yeah. far outweighs the stuff that you have to
1: pay for. No, that's true. But I think we we're now getting to a point where. You know, it's quite sort of Darwinian this now. If if you're good enough to be able to charge people for your content, then you've got a really good chance of surviving. If what you've been doing for the last 10 years is just shoveling out crap, clickbait crap, to try and get clicks from people, then you're in real trouble, Mm. because it doesn't matter how big your audience is. If you're only relying on these... Advert adverts mm. that get flashed all yeah. over the screen.
0: I mean, I have to say, you know? one of the things that really irritates me, and it happens mostly on the phone more than it does on my iPad, because I'm now almost completely digitalized. I mean, I'll yeah. come in and look at the papers in, in the office. You wouldn't buy there.
1: a paper anymore, would you? No,
0: I really Maybe wouldn't. Maybe at the
1: weekend? No,
0: don't bother. I, I, buy mean, the, I,
1: have... I buy the weekend edition of the FT, which I, I, have, I love. But... Yeah, I
0: know. I have the Times on a Saturday and the yeah. Sunday Times. Yeah. But both electronic, right? right. Because their iPad edition is brilliant. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, and I pay something like twenty six. I mean, I could even get a free subscription, which I don't do because I had it before we became part of the same organisation. Yeah. Um. So it's something like twenty six quid a month. Yeah. Which I don't really notice, and I know to a lot of people that might seem like a lot of money, but Mm. it's less than a pound a day. Yeah. So you know, and I have access to all of the stuff that they do. Yeah. And they also update it. On a, on, a, on a sort of you know, hourly yeah. basis if there's a running and story. And by the
1: way, if you've got like, your own login and password, yeah, yeah. well, you know, this is the thing that nobody appreciates, mm. is that you could share that with... Oh, six, I do. ...up to five or six people. Well, you do. Well, my yeah. daughter has it. Yeah,
0: right. It, um, and my other half has it. Right. So basically, yeah. Well, I mean... I'm sure the News UK accountants will be delighted <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> well, I could get a free one. They should be counting their <laughs> blessings that I'm giving them 26 of my hard-earned pounds every month. You know, So I could be sharing you a free one. You could expect a knock on the door. Yeah, soon, I know. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Um, But basically, um, when I'm on, say, something like the Express website, it's a nightmare because you literally can't move for pop-ups. For pop-ups, yeah. And you can't read a story without... I mean, I was trying to read something the other day. And I kept taking me to Tesco's. And I'm like, I don't want yeah. to be a bloody Tesco's. The same yeah. with the Independent. Yeah, they're the same. Right. The mail online is a little bit better. Yeah. But it's starting to get worse. Yeah. It's starting to creep in because obviously what they want to do is have me sign up to their ad-free
1: for their mail uh, plus, you thing. know, yeah. subscriber yeah. thing. Yeah.
0: In the same way that the Telegraph wants you to do that. Now I yeah. don't even really look at the Telegraph now because it's a paywall which I don't need that's I, mean, right, yeah. I, I don't mind paying one paywall I'm not going
1: to pay yeah, two no, that's right. there's no need have you ever seen you may not have done but there was a brilliant someone did a brilliant YouTube skit of uh, like a regional newspaper it was the whole Daily Mail oh, yeah. and it said if this is how reading the newspaper would be if they treated the newspaper the same way they treat the website like. <laughs> so there's a guy Puts the whole Daily Mail on the table, right? And someone grabs it off and <laughs> sticks an ad for double glazing in front of him. So he, he grabs the paper back and he turns it down. Someone's shaking the <laughs> newspaper up and down and throwing adverts but, at him. It's really, hilarious. That is funny. But that is true, you know, yeah. we treated people like crap,
0: really. Yeah. Because that was the only way we could get to people to give us any revenue. But what about you know? things like Apple News for example because yes. that is basically what I because somebody funnily enough was moaning at me because I tweeted out something from Apple News right? and somebody um, who obviously wasn't familiar with what it was said "Oh, what's all this are they telling us what we have to read now oh, and that's... I was like well no it's like a news agent basically yeah, that's yeah. how I kind of made the analogy Yeah, it's like you walk into a news agent and here's all the different that's papers right. and that's what Apple News has done it's collated <laughs> some stories yeah. and when I tweeted out and rather than it saying it's from the Daily Telegraph it says it's from Apple News Yeah, right. now They're doing that presumably as a kind of fail-safe model of some kind, but they're not making money off it, are they?
1: I wouldn't have thought so. I don't know, to be honest, how the economics of Apple News work. I mean, Google News is the the most prevalent in terms of driving audiences to newspapers, but Google don't put any adverts on Google News. Mm. I think they've always been afraid of publishers saying to them, hang on a minute, that's our content, and you're making money off the back of it. So they always say... We don't make money off it. right? And they always say, by the way, if you tell us you're going to force us to pay for articles, it's fine. We're just going to close Google News. Yeah. And so the truth is that a lot of newspapers get a huge amount of traffic from Google right. and from Facebook. And, and how is that then.
0: useful for Google then? Is that because people it's, will well, then go through them rather than go straight to the newspaper? Yeah,
1: I guess. I mean, I think Google's sort of go on. I don't want to sound like a spokesman for Google, but their kind of driving ethos is to organise all the information in the world. Yeah. And they go through it category by category. And one of the categories is is news. And I do genuinely think that Google have started to come around to the reality that news is very important Mm. to the internet. Yeah. And that the internet is their business. Right. So um they've over the last sort of eight or nine years they've funded lots of very expensive experiments and projects. I mean they've just given me and Archon, the company I work for, several million yeah. to see if we can reinvent a, yeah. a model for local news. Mm. It's all very difficult because, of course, if you go into uh, an area with a Google funded website, mm. then the people who are already there start right. saying, Well, hang on a minute, Google are paying you to damage our business yeah. now. But, and I, you know, I do get that it's complicated, but the bigger picture is that there isn't a single local newspaper in the country who mm. can make uh, digital pay. Right. So what do we do? Do we just watch it all evaporate yeah. and lose that benefit or to society Or do you change
0: it from a paper into something completely different? Yeah. You know, do you just go, well actually there is no paper anymore. Yeah. Uh now we just have to be uh, an online digital yeah. oh, yep. scenario. But
1: that's the problem is that the online side of things, let me give you a, a bit of an mm. insight into that. Newsrooms. Now yeah. um say you paid a journalist hundred pounds a day, yeah. right? Which wouldn't be too far off in right. local newspapers. The print paper, the paper pays about 80 and 90 quid of that, right? Mm. And then the digital side pays 20 quid. Right. So unless they can start generating five times the profit on the digital side, yeah. they're always going to be reliant on the paper yeah. to make the business work. And when you but say the paper, paper pays
0: for it, yeah. do you mean the paper's sales revenue? The, yeah, sales of the, yeah. the paper okay. and the advertising right.
1: sales. So unless you get to the point where you know digital is making you know a break even cost of the newsroom then you're going to be reliant on the paper and the paper is in trouble as we know because people have changed how they how they read so um the point is that when you get into a cycle where you haven't got the same amount of profit each year Mm. so you have to start cutting the newsroom the journalist gets a bit worse journalism gets a bit worse so then fewer people come reading it and You know, I've been trying very hard to maintain resource levels in our group because I I believe that at some point journalism can be profitable. And when it's profitable, we'll want to hire as many
0: journalists as we can. But do you think there'll come a time when people, or youngish people, don't go into local newspaper journalism because Uh, they'll not see any future in
1: it? Well, you know, I think that has already happened to Mm. a degree. I hope it's not the case because I think local journalism, as... We both know is a fabulous breeding ground yeah. for journalism. Mm. You know, you really. Well, do. it used to be.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure it is anymore because one of the things that you used to do a yeah. lot of was sit around in a lot of courtrooms yeah. and sit around in a lot of council chambers yeah. finding stories. Yeah, and I'm not sure that that's even going on no, anymore. Is a I?
1: lot of, and this is one of my bugbears where I work, and mm. every journalist who works for me will tell you this. Is, yeah, is the amount of time people spend in the office yeah. because we've got used to processing a lot of kind of con- this conveyor yeah. belt of stuff coming right. in press releases or, you know, phoning people up and that. And that's problematic in a couple of ways. You're missing good stories Mm. out in your community, but you're not getting the temperature of the community either. You you don't get the feel of the community. And I would sooner say to people... Don't have an office, work from yeah. Starbucks or yeah. something like this, but be
0: out there talking to people yeah. and try and understand what the conversation yeah. is on the street. Absolutely you know? right, and I think that would be a far better use of their time as yeah. well, yeah. because you can always chain people up to a computer yeah. anywhere, and it could be anywhere in the world. But yeah. I mean, they might as well be producing the paper from Scotland yeah. where the rents are a lot cheaper. Absolutely right. Uh, instead of sitting in the middle of London, absolutely. You know, and I think a couple of newspapers have tried that. I mean, yeah. they've tried. I know that the Express and the Star were, were trying to produce. Um, more sub-editing in in Manchester because the the, the rents were cheaper uh, and and they could pay people slightly less money than if they were working in London. And I mean, I think you're absolutely right. What we now lack, and you know this whenever you see a really good investigation, what you now lack is any kind of original material. Yeah which is actually not coming from a press release or not yeah. coming from um, something that's being told to you by a politician, but actually right. something that you've been told in a pub yeah. or having been, or just or, having witnessed.
1: Or you've had enough time, as you've just yeah. alluded to, to say, oh, well, I've heard that and I'm now going to spend three days tearing it apart. Yeah. You know, people haven't got the time anymore. No. We've talked about, a couple of times, we've talked about Ryan Parry in, mm. in Buckingham Palace yeah. when I was head of features and Ryan, we planted him as yeah. a butler in yeah. Buckingham Palace and he was there for about three months. Amazing. I mean, it was, it is, it, to this day, it's still the single yeah. greatest, you know, single greatest story I've yeah. ever worked on because right. it was just so,
0: so insanely yeah. great, right. you know. But anyway, Ryan comes out. Well, and it we couldn't it have been any better. I, I mean, mean, it could not have been you better. You could not have gone back over that and gone, nah. what else could we have got?
1: He had photographs he of the Queen's <laughs> sort of... Fantastic. I mean, the one everyone remembers. But they may not remember where it came from, but everyone remembers the, the sort of little trolley yeah. with the Queen's breakfast yeah. cereal on it in Tupperware. And, and, and a Tupperware, know, you know, know, and, and an yeah, old Tupperware. radio by and, the side. And, and the, and the other, other thing I
0: remember is the, <laughs> the, the little bar heater. That's right, that's right. three little sort Like anyone's granny. Yeah, a manky little sort of rug in front of it. So, oh, thank you, this is Buckingham Palace. Yes.
1: Well, we... So, Ryan was what you'd call off diary, yeah. right? So, that was the only gig he was doing, obviously. And just
0: keeping it secret for that yeah. length of time, in a newspaper yeah. office. He was Extraordinary.
1: There, he was out of the loop for four months. Yeah. And so... And then there was all the other security and processing we had to do. That story will have cost us... I keep saying us. The yeah, mirror, the mirror. Yeah. 100,000 quid or yeah. so, right? And we had the resource to take a guy out yeah. of the loop. Now, I know for a fact that today in the features department of the Daily Mirror, there's mm. no way on earth you could take somebody out for even a week, never mind four months. And so the power of investigative journalism, you see that now being transferred to third parties. Yes. So you see um, people like Julian Assange and the guys, Glenn Grenwald, and uh-huh. the guys who blew up the um, the MPs' expenses... Yeah. You know they're doing, they're getting that data from yeah. outside, and then they're bringing it into newspapers. Yeah. Whereas in the past it would have been the other way around.
0: But you have to think that there's not much of that kind of fishing going on when you Absolutely and I were reporters, right. yeah, back in the day, yeah, where you'd actually be, you'd always have about three or four things on the go, yeah. You'd be talking to people, yeah. How are you getting on with this? How are you getting yeah. on with that? I mean, maybe it's because information is just a lot easier to come by, now, yeah. And so you don't really have to go and find people that can give it to you, yeah. But you know, I used to do that kind of, you know. If on a quiet afternoon, when I was a reporter on the Express, I'd just ring people up,
1: yeah, who I of knew, course,
0: yeah. and just say anything going on, what's yeah. happening, blah, blah, blah Go out, and meet them, maybe go and have a drink with them, yeah, you know. And eventually, something would come of it, yeah. You know, there was always something else. Well, there. My, d- my dad, uh, my dad, his first job was on. He was
1: a journalist, and, yeah, and uh, Liverpool Echo. Right? So yeah, he, he, he was um, associate editor on the Liverpool Echo. Then he went to edit the Birmingham Post. He had a really oh, okay. terrific career in. Regional newspapers, but his first job was on a paper called the Bootle Times, which right. sadly no longer exists right. because it's you know it's gone the way. But he always talks about there was an old uh, editor called May Logan. Mm. Right, it was a fierce character, very mm. keen on on. on well, things. a lot of those guys were yeah. pretty scary. But there was a guy, a reporter called Wally Scott, mm. who used to. Have you ever heard of Billy Butler? You know, he was a he's a Liverpool radio DJ. And I don't he, think so. At some, he used to do this amazing. Anyone who's in Liverpool right now. Will know the phrase "hold your plums," which was a weekend game show, right, right, with Wally Scott and Billy Butler, where people would call in, and I'm pretty sure it was all set up because nobody was as thick as these people, (laughs) and they had to they had to have. um, I'm not sure why. "Hold your plums" was something to do with a fruit machine device, but they had to guess the answer
0: to a question. Bizarrely, I'm thinking I've heard that phrase quite recently. I don't know why. Okay, but anyway, carry on. If you YouTube, I bet you they're all on YouTube, but you get people sort
1: of like wally scott giving him a clue going right it's it's something you cook your dinner in what Mm. is it is it a saucepan billy no no no. it begins with p and it ends with t and it's got three letters is it a pit billy (laughs) no no it's pot (laughs) love and they're trying to guess the vegetable and they eventually end up with the three clues and they put them together they go pot eight oh what is it billy i haven't got an idea is it run them together love pot eight oh uh, is it a cabbage, Billy? You know, <laughs> right. Anyway, so... But Wally Scott was the sort of creative genius behind right. this. And Wally Scott was the chief reporter on the Bootle Times. Right. And when they didn't have a splash on a Wednesday morning, May Logan would just say to Wally, get out there and get me a story. Yeah. And Wally Scott would walk out, and two hours later would come We'd back with a splash. The story, yeah. Now that just doesn't happen anymore I don't think and it's a a bit of a shame because I think
0: that's part of the art of journalism which is in the end I mean we used to joke about the the, the sort of rivalry between sub-editors and reporters because uh, when I became night editor of The Express I was never quite accepted as a proper kind of production guy because I'd come from the other side I'd come from being a reporter but I'd actually when I was young I'd done both you know I'd sub-edited I'd do sub-editing shifts of the mail and I'd go to the sun and and do reporting shifts you know but still you know, I always took the view, like a lot of reporters did, that sub-editors were basically failed reporters yeah. who had such bad personalities <laughs> that they, nobody wanted to talk to them. And so whenever they went knocking on somebody's door, yeah. they never got anything, Yeah. You know? So there's always been that great rivalry. But part of the whole art, of, but for me anyway, and I think it's no accident that I've ended up in radio is that you learn to talk to people. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to talk to everyone. Yeah. You know, and particularly if you're in a tabloid, you know, you're yeah. knocking one day on the door of some poor woman whose husband's been murdered. Yeah. And the next day you're talking to the cops, the next yeah. day you're in a high court, taking notes on a, yeah. on a really complicated case, the next day you're talking to some kid yeah. who's won, you know, an amazing raffle prize. You know, yeah. it's everything's out there. Well, and, mate, and, um, and people, I think, now don't know how to do that. So I've been a journalist for 30 years.
1: Right. And um, when I started... I was just into a job on the Formby Times, and Hillsborough happened. Right, right? and within uh, Formby there were three kids who had been killed at right. Hillsborough, and on the Sunday morning, I was the only reporter that lived in Formby. So yeah. on the Sunday morning, I had to go around to these three houses. Right, I'm about 19 years old, right, wow. and knock on the door and say, "I'm from the Formby Times. Uh, can I come in, please, and talk to you about the terrible mm. tragedy that happened to you?" And you'd go into their living room, and there would be weeping family. Yeah, there'd be a uh, someone from the police uh, liaison, family liaison officer. And were
0: there other journalists? Invariably,
1: around? a priest and a, and a social worker, yeah. and everyone. Giving, and yes, so to so answer your question, yes, they were, and they were. Some of them were lying about being from the local paper right. to try and get in, and the nationals, by and large, were shut out. But it's something that. I learned I couldn't do that now. By the way, because mm. once you got kids, there's no way yeah. I could, you know, stop myself from right. choking. But uh, what I learned was that that's when a local newspaper is at its absolutely yeah. most meaningful because and it's people trusted. they want to tell you the story yeah. of this of this son that they've lost, mm. and they take the photograph off the mantelpiece and they hand it to you in the frame and they yeah. say, "Please look after this. It's the only one we've got where we're all together." Yeah. And you take it away and you photograph it and you right. put it in the paper and you do your best to get their story straight. Mm. And if you can do that, then people look at you as part of the fabric of yeah. the community. Yeah. And I just think we are at risk now of, if we're just a load of office-bound processes of mm. press releases, mm. that we lose that fabric of the community yeah. thing, which is the whole bloody yeah. point. You know?
0: And also I think the whole point really of good journalism is that it's supposed to be... Multi level, it's supposed yes. to make you think, it's supposed yeah. to make you weep at times and yeah. make you laugh at yeah. other times. It's not supposed to be just information, just a load and of stuff. And I wonder, stuff. it's interesting mm. what you said there about the custodians, if you like, of, of all the information in the world. Yeah, so I never really thought about it like that, yeah. but that is exactly what it is. Yeah, and funnily enough, some of the information that they have is going to be of no use to some people, mm. some of it is going to be of use to everyone, mm. lots of it is specialised information that nobody cares about. Yeah. And I think you have to sometimes think about maybe treating it all differently. Yeah. And it's, you know, you know I'm not quite Never sure what
1: I'm saying. Me. Well, but... I'll tell you another thing just off that is some of that material on Google is, is stuff that you and I would look at and think, I wish that didn't exist. Mm. Nasty, horrible yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah. Paedophilia. Yeah. Nazi rantings and ravings, right. you know, all sorts of horrible stuff. Yeah. Now some of it is outright illegal Mm. and they do their best to eradicate it from the internet. But some of it, like, say, for instance, you know, Nazi party uh websites mm. in the United States. Yeah. Well they have this thing called the first amendment yeah. where they believe that everybody has freedom of expression yeah. and it would be wrong. Well they
0: actually believe in free speech yeah. properly and, which, which we
1: don't. And well this is isn't this fascinating yeah. right? if you ask anybody out in the in the street in the UK has Britain got free speech? Yeah. Everyone will say yeah of course yeah. we have. But if you go to the States, they would say we are yeah. a massively clamped down society and yeah. we haven't all the laws around defamation and mm. contempt and all of this mm. prevents free speech. So, they, you know, this is where the argument gets tough is you got people saying, uh, you know, you've got a guy in New Zealand live streaming yeah. a mass murder mm. on Facebook, which is yeah. what happened. Yeah that makes the whole thing evil and i I just don't think it's true i think facebook's responsibility mm. is to make sure that that cannot happen yes and to pay for a lot more moderators and, yeah you know they're making billions and billions and billions yeah. every week
0: because the problem for that for facebook in that particular instance was they weren't quick enough off they the weren't no. i mean you can understand how maybe without realizing it somebody yeah. starts that stream yeah and somebody doesn't see that they've started it yeah. for two or three minutes yeah but to not see it for, like, half an hour... That's right. ...is not acceptable. It, it, that's right, and I think I
1: think that's very fair, what you've just said. Yeah. You know, and they will say, oh, very few people saw it. But nevertheless, right. lots of people did see it. Right. I mean, what was extraordinary to me was when some mainstream newspapers here lifted chunks of it and yeah. stuck it on their websites. Yeah. I won't name them, because I'd shame them. But, yeah, right. I mean, it was a massive, mm. massive misjudgment. Yeah, I remember you know? that, yeah. And if you can't... Um, if you don't know your audience well enough to know that they'll find that abhorrent, what but it's else? An don't interesting you know? thing as
0: well, though, because it doesn't that also tell you something about the editing process yeah. and the fact that the people now involved in that yeah. might actually not have a clue yeah. in terms of what life experience <laughs> uh, you know, is. I think uh, that's very true. if you yeah, right. <laughs> well, we've all worked with people that didn't have a clue. Um, but the thing is that also what's what I find fascinating is it's again it comes down to life experience. You know, because yeah. if you've been in Bootle, if you've been yeah. in that house, yeah. and you've talked to those people. You know, what you know what human anguish is. That's right, yeah. You know, if you've never done anything like that, yeah. you can't possibly judge no. it. And you can't just press a button and go, oh, well, everyone yeah. can have a look at this. And but I don't mind it.
1: To be fair to them as well, the other thing that the internet is a problem is that you've got to make that decision instantly. Yeah. Instantly, Yeah. you know, because you've got to be the first out there with yeah. it. And so... Maybe some decisions that are getting made and go through yeah. digitally, or that maybe if you had to publish on a newspaper that second, yeah. you'd make the mistakes. Well, then. you and
0: I have had that conversation. I think because yeah. we were both working when Diana died, yeah. Um, and the picture of Diana That's dead right. in the car, and at the time, um, I was night editor. Um, I actually wanted to use the picture. Yeah. Um, probably I was wrong. Yeah. But my initial reaction to it was: this is not a grisly picture. Yeah. You know, she is obviously. And, and also, yeah. I think I was trying to make the argument that she might not have technically actually been dead at that point. At that point, time, yeah. um, Which I know doesn't really make much difference. Yeah. But it wasn't a, a it wasn't a pretty brutal picture. No. It wasn't of upset people, no. particularly because yeah. of the, the, the graphic nature it of it. It was an astonishing photograph. It was an astonishing yeah. photograph. Yeah. 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 And I was the only person yeah. arguing for the for the picture to be used. And in yeah. the end, obviously, you know, other minds yeah. won, at, won the day. Well, I remember Piers, Piers Morgan p- coming in. Yeah, well, you, I think you've told and me And Ian before. Down,
1: who was the picture editor, saying, Piers, you the first thing you've got to do is look at this photograph. Yeah. And the minute he saw it, he just said, take that off the system now. Don't want anything to do with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what led me to think that we should use that. You know, I've often wondered whether, um, if we had used it, that I would have regretted it or whether there would have been a massive, um, you know, backlash against the paper. I don't know, I suspect there would have been because, not because of the
1: news quality of the photograph, Mm. which, you know, to this day, remains one of the greatest news photographs ever taken, but no one's ever seen it. Mm. But the I think what Piers saw was that the tabloid press and the paparazzi were going to be blamed yeah. for this. And to use a paparazzi photograph yeah. one of the guys who had chased the car down, mm. then that would be yeah. that would be a bomb yeah a bombshell. But yeah. you can
0: see how those kinds of mistakes yeah, yeah. get made yeah, yeah, because yeah. of course you're all working at this kind of ridiculous at place. A million miles particularly then that week, where we were yeah. all working around the clock, yeah, seven days. But isn't that notably, exactly right?
1: Yeah. You know, so that that was a situation where suddenly time was contracted, yeah. and everyone was making very quick decisions. And mistakes can get through. Mm.
0: Well, the internet's like that
1: all the time. Yes, you know.
0: Yeah, because there's not really one of the great things about newspapers is there's a deadline. That's right. And you have to make a decision yeah. on something by a certain point. Yeah. Otherwise, the paper doesn't come out. Yeah. Um, or you know it gets yeah. delayed, and you get horrendously fined by the printers. Yeah. But with the internet. There's no, no there's no time to it's, it's like as soon as you can. You just have to do it.
1: And in a country like the UK, where there's so much competition for news, and that's one of the great blessings of living in the UK, yeah. is, you know, 10 daily newspapers out there, or, you know, whatever it is, you've got to, if you want to succeed digitally, you've got to be quick off the mark and first out there. Again, mm. because Google promotes the first yes. one out there. Right. So, you know, the way the internet works causes a big challenge to the old... Thinking of journalism, you know, and it will cause mistakes. We did
0: uh, an interesting story this week, actually, about some um, uh, sort of dodgy online retailers who have been messing with Google's, um, you know, sort of setup, the algorithm, the algorithms, and making it possible for their. Stuff to get put at the top right. of the search engine. Right. Um, you know, if you're looking for stuff for Black Friday, for yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And so there's that danger as well yeah. that you're kind of you're also if you're Google, yeah. you're having to you protect your brand, as it were, yeah. by making sure that, that kind of stuff doesn't happen.
1: That's right. It's a an mass, and people are trying to game you all the time. Yeah. And the other thing, which maybe we can sign off on, but the other thing is that in the days of newspapers, what's the greatest phrase about newspapers? It's tomorrow's fish and chip yeah. paper, right? right? Well, yes, th- and that was true today, you make a mistake or you print something about somebody or you write something about it's somebody on forever. Google, it's there forever, Yeah, you know, so... It's a wholly it's different dynamic. It's changed the whole
0: libel law situation, yeah, yeah, hasn't it? It yeah. changed defamation and all of yeah, that. Yeah. I was going to ask you one final question yeah, sure. before we go. Um, did you get a chance to talk about t- the Trump scenario when you were in Florida? Because, obviously, whenever I go to the States, I yeah. try and gauge what people are saying. Yeah. And I guess it depends on... If you're with a load of media executives, they're yeah. probably all uh, Democrats, I would imagine. They're
1: all to a man and yeah. a woman. But So what I took away from it is, yes, he'll be impeached, but the uh, Senate will never convict him yeah
0: but, so he'll be impeached by the house
1: yeah I'll tell you what I do this is my guilty secret yeah. which I had to confess to a couple of people when I get ever I'm in the states the first thing I put on in the TV mm. is, the, uh, is Fox News yeah. because they are I mean they are rabid right wing yeah. head cases it's great, isn't it? but they, they are so good <laughs> at it it it's is brilliant. so entertaining yeah.
0: yeah oh it really is yeah and of course that's why it became the number one news yeah. network yeah. I, think, I don't know if it still is but it certainly was yeah. uh, for a very very long time and nobody thought that it would happen
1: so here's the thing that i was told mm. maybe it's more wide than i gave it credit for but tucker carlson who is one of the the great sort of evening yeah. fox news anchors and has this brilliant tv style although you know, I disagree with yeah, every yeah. single thing he thinks. Right. But he's brilliant on TV. I'm told that he is lining himself up to be president of the United States in eight years' time. Is that right? Yeah. Remember well, the name. You heard it here Tucker first.
0: Carlson. Well, stranger things have happened. Mike Bloomberg's in the race now. Yes, I, um, know. I saw that. And maybe Hillary Clinton's going to join it. That's what that I'm. That would hearing. be amazing. Yeah. That would be interesting.
1: Yeah. But, well, she'd uh, have
0: a chance, I think. I don't think so. We'll <laughs> have to come back to that. He's Matt Kelly. I'm Mike Ray with We're the Thought Police.
1: So Ryan was what you'd call off diary, yeah. right? So that was the only gig he was doing, obviously. And just
0: keeping it secret for that yeah. length of time in a newspaper yeah. office.
1: He was, he was out of the loop for four months. Yeah. And so and then there was all the other security and processing we had to do. That story will have cost us, I keep saying us, the yeah, Mirror, mirror.
0: Yeah.
1: 100,000 quid or yeah. so, right? And we had the resource to take a guy out yeah. of the loop. Now, I know for a fact that today, in the features department of the Daily Mirror, there's mm. no way on earth you could take somebody out for... Even a week, never mind four months.
0: Part of the whole art, for me anyway, and I think it's no accident that I've ended up in radio... Is that you learn to talk to people yeah and because you have to talk to everyone yeah you know and particularly if you're in a tabloid you know you're yeah. knocking one day on the door of some poor woman whose husband's been murdered yeah and the next day you're talking to the cops the next yeah. day you're in a high court taking notes on a, yeah. on a really complicated case the next day you're talking to some kid yeah who's won you know an amazing raffle prize you know yeah. it's everything's out there Well, and, mate, and, oh. and people i think now don't know how to do that
1: That's when a local newspaper is at its absolutely yeah. most meaningful because people—they want to tell you the story yeah. of this of this son that they've lost—and mm. they take the photograph off the mantelpiece and they hand it to you in the frame and they yeah. say, "Please look after this. It's the only one we've got where we're all together." Yeah. And you take it away and you photograph it and you right. put it in the paper and you do your best to get their story straight. Mm. And if you can do that, then people look at you as part of the fabric of yeah. the community. We are at risk now of, if we're just a load of office-bound processes of mm. press releases, mm. that we lose that fabric of the community yeah. thing, which is the whole bloody yeah. point.